Hour number two of Spears and Ali, presented by Casino Del Sol, the soul of Tucson, Tucson Federal Credit Union, and the Volpe team at Nova Home Loans. NBA trade deadline coming to a close, and man, it's been busy. It has been so chaotic over the last 24 hours. Lots of moves have been made, and if you want to call in and talk about the NBA trade deadline, or if you want to talk about Super Bowl 57, or if you want to talk... Arizona Wildcats basketball because we got a twofer on basketball games tonight. Arizona versus Stanford women's basketball. Nice little top 20 matchup between the Wildcats and the Cardinal. That game is getting started at 7.30 p.m. And then Arizona men's basketball takes on the Cal Golden Bears in Berkeley at 9 p.m. on Pac-12 Network. So got a twofer on basketball on the Arizona Wildcats front today. And if you want to talk about that, 719 719- 1490 is that phone number. And uh, if you're going out to the game tonight at McHale, the first 1,000 fans who attend will get an Adia Barnes bobblehead. And uh, we had Coach Barnes on the show yesterday, so if you missed that interview, tune in on the Spears and Ali podcast. Uh, You can listen to it while you're driving to the game. I mean, still keep us here on ESPN Tucson, but if uh, you're going to tune away, might as well do it on the Spears and Ali podcast. So, yeah, we had Adia Barnes on the show in the third hour Make sure you check that out today, and while you're there, subscribe, rate, and review the Spears and Ali podcast. So we're talking NBA trade deadline, and it was pretty crazy today. We're going to get right to it because the big news that happened late last night, Kevin Durant has been traded from the Brooklyn Nets to the Phoenix Suns in exchange for Mikael Bridges, Cameron Johnson, four first-round unprotected picks that go all the way until the 2029 um, NBA draft, or excuse me, 2027, and they have a, a like a, a also a pick swap too in like the 2028 draft. So the Phoenix Suns gave up quite a bit in exchange for Kevin Durant and also T.J. Warren, the former Phoenix Sun, who's now making his way back home. I love this trade for the Phoenix Suns. I think that this is an amazing trade. I think that this puts them back into contention to win the NBA championship because, you know, this was a franchise who's, yes, they've dealt with injury, but you wondered their place in the Western Conference because Devin Booker has been out for a long time with that groin injury. Chris Paul is an aging superstar. He's 38 years old. Can you trust him in the playoffs? And it's it's funny is I actually had a little bit of a back and forth with Arizona point guard Kirk Creesa today on Twitter because I was feeling the idea that the Phoenix Suns are going to be really good with Kevin Durant. But I kept thinking about, yes, but we've seen this before. Me growing up here in Arizona, and you Arizona sports fans know this, how many times have you been excited about something and it's just been great disappointment? More often than not, you've been disappointed as an Arizona sports fan. So it got me thinking, Yes, Kevin Durant reopens that window to win a championship. But what about the other guys? Can we trust Devin Booker's health? He's missed a lot of games because of injury. Do we trust DeAndre Ayton at some points? Well, we all thought that he was the dominant big man in that series against the Dallas Mavericks last year, and the Mavericks had another thing coming for them. So can you trust DeAndre Ayton, who's proven time and time again that he is a walking double-double but when it comes to the big-time matchups, doesn't really show up. And in the, the, the Dallas Mavericks last year, they had Dwight Powell. They had 
uh, Reggie Bullock. They had all. They had some guys. I'm not going to deny that, but DeAndre Ayton should have been the best front court player on the court last year, and that certainly wasn't the case. But now the Dallas Mavericks, they got Christian Wood. Now they traded for Kyrie Irving. I, to me, I think that the Dallas Mavericks are a better team this year than they were last year. But going back to the Phoenix Suns, you know, DeAndre Ayton disappeared in that playoff series against the Mavericks last year. Chris Paul also disappeared once he had a 38th birthday. When he was 37 years old, he was going 14 for 14 in a game six against the New Orleans Pelicans, saved their season, beats the Pelicans, they advance to the next round. I know that Chris Paul has had his moments, but if we're talking about, well, you know, he he doesn't shrink in big moments because he had four, he was 14 for 14 in you know in the final in a game in a series clinching game against the Pelicans. Really, that's that's what you're you're proving yourself with is what he's done against the Pelicans. What about against the Mavericks? What about against the Milwaukee Bucks in the NBA Finals? And my my issue with Chris Paul is that if you look at his career. Yes, he's a great player. He will go down as a top five point guard of all time, in my opinion. I, th- I really think he is. It depends on who you ask, but I think Chris Paul is a really good player, and he'll always go down in basketball lore as one of the best point guards to do it. But when he was with New Orleans, they blew a 2-0 series lead. The best season they had blows a 2-0 series lead. Now he goes to the Houston Rockets. They blow 3-1 series leads. I get it. It's against the Golden State Warriors, but you were still a top one or two player on that team. You still are a part of that, and you're the point guard. You have a pretty big say on what you do in that game. How you perform really helps out your team. So Chris Paul struggled with the Houston Rockets. Him and James Harden are known for being epic failures in the playoffs. And then he comes over to the Phoenix Suns. What he did with Oklahoma City, I tip my cap to him because when he went to the Thunder – a lot of people thought the Thunder was just tanking, and they end up making the playoffs. So the fact that Chris Paul made them competitive, I, I can respect Chris Paul on that aspect. But he goes to Phoenix, and what do they do? They blow a 2-0 series lead in, in a year in which they had favorable matchups in the playoffs. Every single series leading up to their trip to the NBA Finals, a star player was injured and out. And then they go up against the healthy Milwaukee Bucks team, and they run into a buzzsaw on Giannis Antetokounmpo, and they blow a 2-0 series lead. Now, I get basketball is a team sport. I understand that. Chris Paul is not the 100% reason why his teams fall apart in the playoffs. But every stop, for the most part, that he's been in, they've collapsed in the playoffs. And I I pointed that out, and Kirk Creasa, Arizona point guard, put up a graphic of Chris Paul's playoff stats. And it's like, yeah, yes, he performs well. He has put up 20.4 points, 8.3 assists, and 4.9 rebounds in 142 career playoff games. But is he known for putting up those numbers? No, he's known for being a part of teams who collapse in the NBA playoffs. And Chris Paul is the denominator. Like I said, basketball is a team sport, but Chris Paul is is the denominator in this situation. But here's the good news for Phoenix Suns fans. You don't got to worry about Chris Paul collapsing in the playoffs because when they collapsed in the NBA Finals, when they collapsed uh, against the Dallas Mavericks a year ago, Chris Paul was the number two option. It's always been Devin Booker's team, and it always will be 
Devin Booker's team. Even with Kevin Durant, you know, Devin Booker is still that budding superstar, the guy who's now reached all-star level year in and year out when he's healthy. Devin Booker's a pretty solid guard. And they, and they drafted him, and it's always been Devin Booker's team. Um, but you have Devin Booker as the number one option, but now you add in Kevin Durant, who's going to emerge as the number one option because you just don't tell a guy like KD, who's one of the best small forwards of all time, hey, man, you're going to be second fiddle. Kevin Durant is going to be that top dog. It, yes, the heart and soul of the team is Devin Booker, but it's just like when KD went to the Golden State Warriors several years ago. That team was always Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. It was the Splash Bros that f- created a championship foundation, and then they blew a 3-1 series lead, and then went and got Kevin Durant. But Kevin Durant didn't ride the coattails of Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. Yes, it helps to to work and play with superstar players like that, but you go and you look at the the numbers that Kevin Durant put up in the NBA Finals. He was a superstar. Now, granted, he did it against you know LeBron James, the Funky Bunch, in the Cleveland Cavaliers, right? In the the post uh, Kyrie era. Well, Kyrie was a was a part of it, but he got banged up too. Um, that team was just super stacked in Golden State, but Kevin Durant had a big hand in them winning championships. But again, that team was always Steph Curry's team. Now he's coming into not a similar situation, but a situation where the team is not really his. And he's going to have to step up and be that superstar to lead them to an NBA championship. This core of Chris Paul and Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton, they have come close so many times. They've been a really good team. I mean, shoot, at the start of the season – they had the best record in the NBA, and then injuries happened, and then they completely fell apart. Now they add a guy like Kevin Durant, and when you have all the healthy players coming back, like a Devin Booker, Chris Paul, you know, obviously working his way back in ever since coming back from injury, this is a really good core, and Kevin Durant can take this core and really put them over the top if everything goes according to plan because I can also see this becoming an epic collapse. And we've seen this in Arizona sports history time and time again. The expectations are there. Everyone's feeling pretty good about themselves. They're so excited. My goodness, the, our, our team is actually going to do something. And then they collapse in the postseason. Just ask every Arizona basketball fan. Just ask every Phoenix Suns fan that's been watching them ever since you know the heyday when they first became a franchise. Every Arizona sports have time and time again kicked Arizona sports fans in the groin. And I have just a hunch that this could work, but I can also see this being not a collapse, but kind of a disappointment. I think that they're going to end up possibly in the Western Conference Finals. I could see them making a run to the NBA Finals, but I think that this is a Western Conference that is so stacked. And that's the also a funny part. That's so, you know, great great about this is because John Morant from the Memphis Grizzlies, I think it was like three weeks ago or a month ago, he did an interview with Malika Andrews from ESPN. And she asked him, when you look at the entire landscape of the NBA, who do you look at as a team that's, we got to go through them? And John Morant says, the Celtics. And she 
make sure that he's correct. And she says, so nobody from nobody from the Western Conference? Nope. I'm, I'm all fine in the West. He's like, man, you're all fine in the West. Okay, well, let's look at what the NBA trade deadline did. Uh, the Phoenix Suns got a whole lot better by adding Kevin Durant. I think the Lakers got better by getting rid of Patrick Beverly and Russell Westbrook and getting D'Angelo Russell and also Mo Bamba from the Orlando Magic. The L.A. Clippers certainly got better. They finally got rid of John Wall, sent him back to the Houston Rockets. I think that's terrible for John Wall. He tried so hard to get out of Houston, trashed him on podcast, just criticized him, and is now back with the Houston Rockets. But the Clippers, I mean, they traded for Bones Highland. When you add a guy like that with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George and Ivica Zubats and you know the other role players they have, look out for the Clippers. They're going to do something. And then the Dallas Mavericks trading for you know Kyrie Irving. I think that they got better. Now, if Kyrie Irving is reliable and is available, I think that the Dallas Mavericks got better. Then you got the the Kings. They're somewhat decent this year. And, of course, the Denver Nuggets are the number one seed in the Western Conference. And, oh, by the way, you also have the defending world champions and the Golden State Warriors in the mix as well, who traded away James Wiseman to the Detroit Pistons today. But it was all sweet for John Morant and the Grizzlies in the Western Conference. And now pretty much a lot of teams in the running all got better. And John Morant is still stuck with Dylan Brooks as his number two guy. Uh, so, yeah, I think that the, the Grizzlies got a little taste of humble pie, maybe a little bit of karma for acting like a bunch of front runners. And, you know, they're going to probably take a back seat in the Western Conference. But going back to the, the Phoenix Suns and how they got better and how I was really criticizing Chris Paul and his inability to really step up when the lights are on. Chris Paul doesn't need to be that dude because on all the, the previous uh, stops, Chris Paul was always that one or two top player on their team. Let's look at the hierarchy of the Phoenix Suns in terms of scoring options or guys that you trust in that moment. Number one, Kevin Durant. No question about that. Number two, Devin Booker. And then three and four, depending on the game, either Chris Paul or DeAndre Ayton. But again, Chris Paul doesn't need to be that guy anymore. You have a guy like a Kevin Durant who's a superstar, who's performed at the biggest stage for so many years in his career. I really like what the Phoenix Suns are doing. But again, as much as I can see them winning winning the NBA Finals, we've seen epic collapses and these super teams fall apart. Just look at the Los Angeles Lakers when they brought in Carl Malone and Gary Payton to team up with Kobe and Shaq, how they got manhandled in the NBA Finals by the Detroit Pistons. Think about... The, the Los Angeles Lakers, once again, with Dwight Howard, with Steve Nash, how that all fell apart, them getting absolutely smoked by the Spurs in the first round. Think about the most recent super teams, the Brooklyn Nets, Kevin Durant, James Harden, Kyrie Irving. I mean, that might go down as the biggest disappointment in NBA history. They only won one playoff series together. During that entire KD-Kyrie Irving era, only one Playoff series won between those guys. Again, epic collapse for a super team. When the Phoenix Suns are healthy, when all these pieces are playing well, this is a team that is going to be competing for an NBA championship. But if Chris Paul can't stay healthy and he's a somewhat, you know, a liability, if Devin Booker can't stay healthy and Kevin Durant's left 
kind of by himself with D.A., then the Phoenix Suns are going to be in a little bit of trouble. But you have Kevin Durant right now. He's under contract. You have Chris Paul still there. Right now, the championship window is this year next year. If you're a Phoenix Suns fan, this year and next year is your championship window. And if you don't win a championship in the next couple of years, see ya. You're not winning a championship anytime soon. So this year next year, the Phoenix Suns really have to capitalize on getting a guy like KD. Um, all right, just a quick update here. The Phoenix Suns are uh, taking on the Atlanta Hawks, and it looks like uh, Deva Booker is still out tonight, but he's getting up shots. According to D- Dwayne Rankin, Phoenix Suns insider from the Arizona Republic, uh, he's getting some pregame shots up, so making making his way very soon back to the Phoenix Suns. And I'm sure that he's very excited about getting Kevin Durant to join him on his team. Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, teammates once again. They were teammates with Team USA. They won a gold medal, and now they're back with the Phoenix Suns. Exciting time in the Valley. You got KD going to the Suns. You got Super Bowl 57. And then you got the Waste Management Phoenix Open. Phoenix is popping right now. If you're uh, in the Valley, you're probably having a good time. I know my co-host, Ali Farhang, he's up at the Waste Management Phoenix Open, and he just sent me a bunch of videos, and, of course, he's parting it up, living his best life up there in the Valley. So it's a great time to be in the Valley. Let's talk about the, the KD trade to the Phoenix Suns, what this means for the franchise, plus other things that the Phoenix Suns are doing. They're making some other trades at the deadline. We'll talk about that coming up next. ESPN Tucson invites you to the 98th annual Parada de los Vaqueros, a.k.a. the Tucson Rodeo Parade, on Thursday, February 23rd at 9 a.m. The parade kicks off at Ajo and Park. And if you want to see the parade route, bathroom locations, seat availability, parking, and more, go to ESPNTucson.com. Blockbuster trade in the NBA. At the NBA trade deadline, the Phoenix Suns are acquiring Kevin Durant from the Brooklyn Nets along with T.J. Warren in exchange for Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson, and a whole load of picks. But, man, the Phoenix Suns getting Kevin Durant, this is a big-time addition for Phoenix. He wanted to go to Phoenix in the offseason. They get, they didn't get it done. Him and Kyrie Irving decide, hey, we're going to play the first half together. Kyrie then gets traded to the Dallas Mavericks, and KD's like, well, I'm out. Find me out, and now he's with the Phoenix Suns. I think that this is a big addition for Phoenix. And let's talk – about this big trade with Greg Esposito from PHNX. Espo, I agree with you during your uh, PHNX Suns podcast that the Phoenix Suns, man, they're kind of like Heisenberg. They once upon a time were Walter White, but they're the ones who knock Espo. They're Heisenberg. Yep, they're uh, knocking on the door of a title. This was the kind of all-in move that we've uh We've never really seen this franchise take, and there's part of the reason why they've kind of always been a bridesmaid and, and never a bride, to put it in uh, you know in simple terms there. And uh, this is the kind of move that puts them right in the uh, in the discussion, if not at the top of the list, to uh, to win things. So my big concern, Espo, and the more I thought about, it, the more I'm like, well, this is actually kind of good for the Phoenix Suns that they don't really have to truly rely on Chris Paul in the playoffs because I know he's an aging veteran nicknamed the point God for a reason right he's top five point guard of all time you have to tip your cap to a guy like Chris Paul when it's all said and done but you know we've seen him have his moments in the playoffs where he's not Chris Paul but fortunately for him 
Now he's got Kevin Durant and Devin Booker and also DeAndre Ayton. So Chris Paul, I feel like this really takes a lot of pressure off him. I think it really benefits Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton immensely, right? Because you can't uh, you can't focus on either of them because if you do, you're about to get burned by uh, two of the top ten players uh, in the NBA and two of the best uh, mid-range shooters that, that the game's ever seen at this point. So, uh, look, DeAndre Ayton should benefit a lot. Chris Paul is going to have really no pressure on him right now outside of distributing. If he scores, that's, that's gravy, right? It's extra on top of everything else. And that's exactly what he needs to succeed, especially at this point, because he's, he's in a position where every few nights, sure, he could come up big. He could have, you know, a decent, uh, a decent scoring night, but you couldn't count on him to do it night in, night out. Right. And now you don't have to, there should not be a, a long stretch where you have to count on Chris Paul to score. But what you can do is that he did so well last year is now really pick and choose the moments where he can help out this team. And now they can stagger uh, him and Booker at times and, and have, you know, KD out there. Like this is, this is going to be a very dynamic offense. And, uh, and DeAndre Ayton's going to play a big part in it now too, because I mean, without Booker uh, and without CP3 over the last uh you know, few months, they defenses could really focus on him, and and he had a tough time. That's not going to happen anymore. He should have a field day. Are they going to unretire Dragon Bender's number so Kevin Durant can wear thirty five? Well, uh, I, I've consulted with uh, with Dragon Bender and Joe Klein, the two most uh, <laughs> famous uh, sons, to wear number thirty five, and I believe they're working out a compensation structure to allow <laughs> Kevin Durant to wear the number. I believe that compensation is jack squat, and he'll be wearing it in game one. Uh, so you got KD rocking number thirty five, not no longer number seven with the Brooklyn Nets. He's going to put that behind him, wear number thirty five. But you got KD. Now you got Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, Chris Paul. Who's who's their fifth starter, Espo? I you know it, it may be Darius Baisley that they just got from the Oklahoma City Thunder, who's a three and D guy with a little bit of length. Uh, you could see T.J. Warren, Torrey Craig could be that other guy to just kind of be hard nosed defense and, and hustle to come in. Uh, they, they could pick somebody up uh, in in this buyout market, which is uh, uh, is getting more and more intriguing with each passing hour. I mean, there's been Terrence Ross and and, and Will Barton, a handful of other guys, uh, Reggie Jackson that have been that have been uh, rumored to be bought out. Kevin Love potentially, uh, and the Suns now are an attractive group to. Uh, to obviously join, but they also have the benefit of the uh, mid-level exception, the luxury tax paying mid-level exception that they didn't use this past offseason that they can use either in full or uh, or in part to land some of these buyout guys. So they also have money more than the veteran minimum that they can offer. So things still could get interesting here with the Suns in terms of adding to this mix uh, before it's all said and done. I don't know about you, Espo, but my favorite part about all this is it seems like every single team that's in contention in the Western Conference all got better. Meanwhile, the Memphis Grizzlies just kind of stand pat. 
And John Morant not long ago was saying, I'm, I'm fine in the West. I, I'm only worried about the Boston Celtics. The Phoenix Suns got drastically better. I think the Lakers got a little bit better. The Clippers certainly got better. Mavericks got better. You got the Kings playing good basketball. And then, oh, the, the Golden State Warriors are the defending champions. Man, the Western Conference, once again, just absolutely loaded. Yeah, but Ja got Luke Kennard and has his laser pointer, so he should be all right. <laughs> that's it. His, his laser pointer. Jeez. Uh, that, that, that's so silly. Don't even get me started on that, Espo. But, um, <laughs> uh, but you know, go, moving forward, Matt Ishbia, I mean, on day one on the job, really, I mean, he told you guys yesterday at his press conference, I like the roster. I like the way it's at, of course. We're always evaluating things. We're hoping to get better. And then several hours later, he makes a trade for Kevin Durant. So really day one, Matt Ishbia, the new owner, just comes out swinging, makes his blockbuster trade. I think it bodes well for the Suns franchise with this guy as the, as the new owner. Well, I mean, he looked us straight in the face and, and said, look, this isn't about money. This isn't about uh, you know uh, that. This is about winning and building the ultimate franchise and with success will come profit you know but that's not the focus and i you know you go okay well it could it be platitude no he came out and if you read adrian morgenowski's inside look at how this trade went down this was 100 percent matt ishpia assuring that this deal got done it sounded like james jones was ready to move on to plan b which was uh, some kind of three-team deal that involved john collins and Ishbia was like, no, let's reach back out to the Nets one more time and figure out how to get this done. And he closed the deal. This guy is is serious about winning, seems to genuinely care. And as Woj said uh, a little bit earlier today on SportsCenter, this would not have happened if Robert Sarver were still in charge. And uh, so, honestly, this is – one of the best 24-hour periods in the history of the Phoenix Suns, bar none. Outside of the Phoenix Suns, who do you think was the biggest winner at the NBA trade deadline? You know, it's hard not to not to look at the Lakers and go, you know, from where they were sitting to where they are now, they got better. I mean, are they are they going to be one of the top teams in the West? Probably not because no. they dug themselves such a hole. But yep. I think that I think that they've put themselves in position to play spoiler this year and have success moving forward because they picked up a lot of younger guys to add in that roster to fill a lot of the holes that uh, that they had. And not only does it give them you know an opportunity to win, but it gives them flexibility to make other moves. Uh, in the future, and also go over the cap to keep D'Angelo Russell, if they so choose, uh, as a free agent this year. So I really like what I saw at the Lakers as much as it pains me to say that out loud. All right, Espo. Now you got KD going to the Suns. You got Waste Management Phoenix Open. You also have Super Bowl 57. And then... (laughs) We'll talk about the Arizona Cardinals at a later date. But, man, it seems like everything is all going down in the Valley right now. What's the vibe like from your perspective? Oh, look, man. I mean, you could be the epicenter of the golf and football world and still 
this is a basketball town and a basketball state, and I think we all can agree with it. But the vibes downtown, I mean, uh, it's it's electric up here. If anybody down there in Tucson is looking to to have some fun uh, this weekend, downtown Phoenix is insane right now between the NFL experience. They've got NFL honors where they're going to name MVP and give out all the awards tonight down here. They've got a free concert with uh, over the next three nights uh, with the Gin Blossoms, I think, uh, and some other bands in the next few nights. Uh, and then I think they have uh, Imagine Dragons at the arena here tonight and, and some other big act tomorrow. This is the place to be, whether it's sports or entertainment right now. All eyes are on the Valley. Absolutely. And then last but certainly not least, Super Bowl 57, Chiefs versus the Eagles. Who do you got this weekend? Espo. Oh, yeah, I, I want to say the Chiefs, but I think we're going to get an Eagles uh, Super Bowl victory. I agree. Greg Esposito from PHNX. Make sure you check out all their coverage on the NBA trade deadline at gophnx.com, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And be sure to follow Espo on Twitter as well. Espo, always appreciate you. Thank you once again, my friend. Thanks, man. I appreciate you, too. He's showing love to my Lakers. <laughs> uh, we're making progress, Espo. We're making progress. Yeah, the Lakers got D'Angelo Russell and Mo Bamba. I-, I thought that was a pretty good acquisition for the Lakers at the trade deadline. But lots of teams in the Western Conference certainly got better. Mavericks, Clippers, and most definitely the Phoenix Suns. All right, if you want to call in and talk about the NBA trade deadline or if you want to talk about a busy day Regarding Arizona basketball, 719-1490 is that phone number, 719-1490. More Spears and Ali on the way. Now, the big question is, does Rihanna perform this song at the Super Bowl? Does, does she perform work? I mean, she's got a lot of great songs in her uh, in her catalog, like uh, Umbrella. Uh, what else do we got? We got SOS. She, I mean, she's she has a lot of songs that I, that I can jam out to. And I'm banking on her bringing out a couple of surprise guests. When you think about the the artists who are in town, Drake's in town? I would not be surprised if Rihanna brings out Drake. There's always like a surprise artist who just pops up during the Super Bowl halftime show. Uh, but I'm I'm excited. Uh, Mireya, you, uh, you excited about Rihanna? I'm pretty excited about Rihanna. Yeah? Okay, so help me out here. Umbrella, SOS, Work. What are some other Rihanna songs? Let me see. There's there's so many. She's got she's got too many. Yeah, see. Yeah. She features on too many songs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I'm I'm excited for the Super Bowl halftime show. And I, when I think about like notable halftime shows in in years past, uh, the one last year in Los Angeles was the best with Dr. Dre, with Snoop Dogg. I mean, shoot, they even had uh, 50 Cent up there, too, uh, hanging upside down, just like the uh, Into Club music video. And I th- do they have Eminem up there as well, and Ice Cube? And, man, they just had a whole boatload of, of artists. It was like the the Up and Smoke tour was at SoFi Stadium for the halftime show. And since I'm a, a classic hip-hop guy, I was jamming out to that. And then, of course, you had uh, Shakira, Jennifer Lopez the year before that, um, I mean, to me, my, outside of the hip-hop halftime show last year, my personal favorite is Prince. And I, th- I think it was in New York. 
uh, over a decade ago. But a lot of great artists. Was that the one where he performed in the rain? He did. Yeah, Purple Rain. It actually was raining during the Super Bowl. It was uh, it was really cool and certainly memorable. And who can forget uh, Maroon 5? Well, I can forget it because they're very forgettable. Uh, but anyways, let's move on to Arizona basketball. Big one tonight. Got a twofer, both at McHale Center and on the road in Berkeley. Tonight's game, though, at McHale Center, you got Arizona versus Stanford, top 20 game. The game's on ESPN, but you can go to the game at 730, and whenever these two teams meet, usually the Cardinal win. Right, Adia Barnes was on the show yesterday, and she said it's not really a rivalry because we haven't really held up our end of the bargain. Every now and again, Arizona will get them, but we haven't done anything, according to Adia Barnes. So tonight's going to be another big-time matchup. It's going to be very tough for Arizona. But I think Arizona can get Stanford, and they've shown that they are vulnerable this season. When you think of Stanford and Tara Vanderveer, you think of an absolute juggernaut in the Cardinal. And they are that once again this year, but they just recently lost to Washington. Arizona has beaten Washington this season. Arizona is also a much better team than Washington, in my opinion. So tonight I think Arizona has the potential to pull off a big-time upset. It would obviously be the biggest win of the season, which is saying something considering this team is coming off of a couple of overtime thrillers in Los Angeles this past weekend. But if they beat the Stanford Cardinal, that's going to be the the big win of the season for Adia Barnes and her club. And at halftime, and tonight's halftime performance is going to be uh, a little bit longer because the NCAA tournament or the whoever, I think it's ESPN, they're announcing the top 16 teams. And if you're a top 16 team, you're, you're going to host. And, Right now, the Wildcats are ranked number 17. So I think that they're going to be on the outside looking in. But if they are competitive against Stanford or even beat the Cardinal, then you can guarantee that they're going to crack that top 16 the next time they do their uh, reveal show on ESPN. But it's going to be a tough game for Arizona because while Stanford is has lost to Washington, like they're upset right now. They want to right the ship and get things back on track. On top of that, they also have McDonald's All-Americans coming off their bench. So they have All-American freshmen, just absolute stars coming off their bench. Arizona, they have the same thing, though. Maya Naji, who's playing really great basketball since coming back from her injury, and then Paris Clark, the point guard. These are McDonald's All-Americans coming off the bench for Arizona. So Arizona also has talent as well, but can they avoid the hangover? Because that's one thing I'm worried about is, man, three overtimes – Against combined against UCLA and USC, now you got to turn it around and on a short week, right? Because normally they play on Friday. You're playing Thursday, so you get that national TV slate, a little bit of a shorter week, and you're going up against a Stanford team who's one of the best teams in college basketball and coming off a loss. So this is going to be a tough one tonight. But if you're going to the game, make sure you wear red. It is a red out, and if you're the if you're one of the first 1,000 fans to go to the game then you'll get an Adia Barnes bobblehead. But I'm excited for that game tonight. And then I'm interested. I'm not going to say excited because how can you really get excited for a 21-3 Arizona team playing a 3-20 Cal team? Cal is terrible. They are this year's Oregon State. Oregon State last year only had three wins as a program. All of last year, Cal has kind of taken their role 
as the absolute doormat of the Pac-12. But Arizona had a little bit of issues against the Cal Golden Bears last time they played him at McHale Center. Now, granted, that is a much different Arizona team. Now, now it's a much different and better Arizona team now than it was when they played them like in the middle of non-conference play back in December. So Arizona, they have now won six in a row. They've now won three straight Pac-12 series. Pella Larson is coming off the bench playing good basketball. Azulis Tubelis has emerged as not just one of the best power forwards in the country, but one of the best players, period. And Cal, on the other hand, they have a lot of injuries. Devin Askew, the, the guy who went to Kentucky, then transferred to Cal, he actually went to Kentucky instead of Arizona. He is dealing with like a hernia injury and has been out. He's not playing. And he gave Arizona buckets when he played them down here in Tucson. So you don't have that factor. Cal's also just a terrible basketball team. Arizona has found their midseason rhythm. Yes, there's still plenty to improve on, but Arizona, their guard plays better. Azulus Tubelis is playing out of his mind. I expect Arizona to come come in and really take care of business tonight. Uh, if this game isn't absolutely out of hand by the second TV timeout, then I'm going to be a little bit concerned because Cal is an absolute awful team. And Arizona should easily mop the floor with the Golden Bears tonight. And I think that Arizona this weekend, how they dominate is going to be a sign of how what this how this team has grown. Because we've seen them put up against, you know, some really good teams. They've been able to beat UCLA and, you know, some other good teams this season, like at Tennessee. But Cal, Stanford, teams that you should just come out and beat by 30 points. How are you going to look this weekend in the Bay Area? If Arizona struggles and they're squeaking out wins, then I'm going to be a little bit concerned. But I don't think that's going to be the case. Wildcats playing great basketball. Kirk Risa, his shooting numbers are better, leads the Pac-12 in assists. Arizona's going to be just fine tonight. 9 p.m. tip-off against the Cal Golden Bears, and you can watch that game on Pac-12 Networks. All right, coming up next on Spears and Ali, it is Last Call. Before we get you all ready for the Phoenix Suns-Atlanta Hawks game, you can call into the show, 719-1490, 719-1490. We are wrapping up Spears and Ali, coming up next. How's your day going? My day is going just swell. I got ratioed by Kerr Creasa on Twitter today. <laughs> I, was, I was tweeting about how Chris Paul, and I mean, these are facts, okay? These are facts. Chris Paul, a lot of times in the playoffs, has been a part of teams who choke 2-0 and 3-1 series leads. Like, it just happens. And apparently uh, a lot of people didn't like that, including Kirk Creasa. And Kirk Creasa, the starting point guard for the Arizona Wildcats, comments on my tweet and says, yeah, man, you're absolutely right, and shows a graphic of Chris Paul in his playoff stats. And he, Chris Paul a.k.a. point god, has averaged 20.4 points, 8.3 assists, and 4.9 rebounds in 142 career playoff games. Um, and, of course, Kirk Kreese is going to defend the point guard, right? The point guard who leads the Pac-12 in assists, the guy who's Arizona's starting point guard, of course he's going to defend his guy. But here's my take on the whole thing. I think that Chris Paul is a top-five point guard of all time. Um you can make an argument for some other guys, but, I, I mean, I respect Chris Paul a lot. But 
in New Orleans, in Houston, in Phoenix now, with the Clippers, with Lob City, he has blown a lot of playoff leads or has been a part of teams that have blown some pretty terrible leads. And he's been the top one or two guys on every stop that he's been in. So I have to hold Chris Paul to the same standard as we hold other superstars. If this was a, a blemish on LeBron James's record, I, you best believe we'd be hearing about it all the time. So we need to hold Chris Paul to this standard. But since I pointed out the fact that Chris Paul has been a part of teams that have collapsed in the playoffs, uh, Kirk Carissa had to chime in. And, of course, since majority of my followers are all Arizona basketball fans, they're like, oh, cook him, Kerr. Get him, Kerr. Get him. So I got ratioed by Kirk Carissa today. That's how my day is going. A win is a win. You, you still got the views on your tweet. And and then, and no, and view, no, views does not matter. Listen, when you know what the, the definition of getting ratioed? It means when you put out something and when somebody comments on it, they get more likes and interaction. So my tweet right now, I said, I keep telling myself KD makes the Suns a title contender, but then I remember how Chris Paul performs whenever the lights are on. And then Kirk Kreese's tweet right now has seven retweets and 95 likes. So he's got a little bit more interaction than me, but if, but he's Arizona starting point guard. People are going to love it. And, and Phoenix Suns fans, and Arizona fans for that matter, are feeling high and mighty right now because the Wildcats are ranked number four in the top five, and the Phoenix Suns just traded for a guy like Kevin Durant. But here's the thing about the KD trade that can that actually is an argument against my tweet. I'm like I'm arguing against myself right now. The Suns are a title contender, but the reason why I say that is because CP3 can now be the number 4 option if he wants to. Right? He could just do pick and rolls with DeAndre Ayton kick it outside to Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, have KD slashing the basket. Like I'm thinking about all the different types of offenses that Monty Williams is going to run with the Phoenix Suns, and it doesn't really involve Chris Paul scoring the ball. And w when he was the point guard for the Suns when they went to the finals a couple of years ago, he was viewed as arguably the number one option on that team. Devin Booker was a, is a good player, but Chris Paul that season was like in the conversation for winning MVP that year. And then they get in the NBA Finals and they kind of met their maker in Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Milwaukee Bucks. And ever since that point, the Phoenix Suns, man, it's been absolute disaster for them. Falling apart in Game 7 against the Dallas Mavericks last year. Um, Dallas, I think they got better with Kyrie Irving at the trade deadline. Um, also adding some other pieces as well, but... The Phoenix Suns, ever since the NBA Finals, have not really been that team. And Chris Paul has always been that number one or number two option. But, man, you get a guy like Kevin Durant, arguably the best small forward in the game, or at least in, in modern era, because let's be real here, LeBron James and Larry Bird are better small forwards than Kevin Durant. Um, but you had a guy like that to Devin Booker and a walking double-double and DeAndre Ayton, Chris Paul doesn't need to be that guy anymore. So even if he does disappear when the lights are on, he's got those guys to rely on. That is it for this episode of Spears and Ali. We got Phoenix Suns taking on the Atlanta Hawks next. Don't forget, tomorrow is the Half Price Friday Deals link. Go to ESPNTucson.com starting at 6 a.m. Coming up next, Suns-Hawks. We'll be back tomorrow, same time, same place, right here on ESPN Tucson.